Welcome to episode number 14 of Wedding Photographers Unite. My name is Andy Buscemi. My name is Neil Urban. And we are a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast. A wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. And Mr. Urban, we are now, as we've just discovered, <laughs> officially over the hump. Yes, All right? we are. Yeah. You know, like when they have the... 14, man. Yeah, 14. 14. Yeah. When I say over the hump, I mean, we're talking every other week... We do these shows, mm-hmm. right? And there's however many weeks in the year. 52? Yeah. 52? You cut that in half. Cut that in half. You get 26. And, and then you cut that in half. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you get 13. Yeah, exactly. So we are over... Like, by these words right here are the first words that are said over that hump. We that, are. That's happening right now. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So congratulations oh, to you. Congratulations to you. Thank you. And congratulations to our listeners. Yes. Thank you, listeners. Put up with us every other week. Yeah. Thanks for listening awesome. in. And yeah. listeners, listeners, write into us a little bit more. We want yes, we want to hear from you, please. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. want questions. We want you to subscribe in iTunes. We yes. want some reviews out there. We want some love. All right. <laughs> give us some love. We'll give you love back. All right. I just want to put that out there now at the beginning of yeah, the episode. That's, that's since good. we're yeah. since we're over the hump. I know. Okay. I know. I, I want to answer some questions. Darn it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, send in those questions, please. All right. So we're going to get into... Well, first of all, we've got a great guest on to the mm-hmm. show today. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll we'll get into that in mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but uh, in the meantime, just to start things off, like we usually do, we just want to find out what's been going on and what life is like in the day of a wedding photographer in the middle <laughs> of wedding season in June in Western New York. What's uh, it like, Neil? I love my job. I love my job. I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I just keep on t- reminding myself okay. as, as I'm looking at the computer nonstop mm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And we're just having photo shoots all the time. Uh, my to-do list is just getting out of control. But you know what? Just take it steady. Take it one thing at a time. And soon that stuff, you know, stuff will uh, get checked off the list. And um, a couple days ago, all of our computers were busy at work i mean we couldn't do anything else uh, they were uploading they were <laughs> exporting they're backing up every single computer was just hard at work and they were going to be working for like 12 hours and we're like no well, now what do we do yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. without our computers we, we have nothing left to do so um so we just kind of took a little, little break uh, my wife she has um her family has a, a cabin down down mm-hmm. southern tier of new york and uh, so we just went down there you know, nice. while, while our computers worked really hard. Nice. It was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that's, you know, that's, I do the same thing. I'm like, well, this computer is exported and this, this computer is doing that. Like I can't mm-hmm. do anything right now. Yeah. All right. So it's time to go take a walk yeah. or something. You know what I mean? And then I good. came back, I came <laughs> back refreshed. And what do you know? One of the computers, it, the upload stopped. It's like, oh, I, I thought everything was going to be done by the time I got home. Yeah. But of course with technology, even though you have the best of everything, you know, it does have a hiccup once in a while. So yeah. But anyways, you know, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Mm-hmm. You know, what mm-hmm. about yourself? Actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause you right there. Okay. And I'm going to send you a congratulations right now. Oh, yes. oh yeah. thank you. And tell our listeners why. 
Uh, well, the congratulations is because I'm uh, recently engaged. Yes. Uh, recently engaged That's to awesome. a wonderful, beautiful woman. And, and very funny. She's very, it, she's very, very funny. funny. Yeah. She says inappropriate things <laughs> at inappropriate times. And it's all good. You know, like, that's it's nice to smile mm-hmm. on your face once in a while. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, thank you, Neil. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, so that's what's partly what, you know, what's been going on. But it's in kind of combination with a lot of other things that are going on right now. Um, and uh, we're actually moving, um, which is just an hour down the road, hour and a half down the road mm-hmm. from Buffalo out into Rochester, New York, where I'm originally from. And uh, there's just, you know, last episode I mentioned I had a lot going on then. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason was this stuff here that right. I didn't want to bring, you know, bring up quite yet because we were actually closing on a house and mm-hmm. you never know when you're closing you on a house. didn't want to jinx it. Yeah, and didn't want yeah. to jinx it, you know, yeah. because you know, cause you never know when you're closing on a house right. the way that works. And especially photographers, photographers, what's going on. Let me just, just a little piece of advice. Share <laughs> sure, you. your knowledge. Yep. Um, when you go to buy a house and you run your own business. Just be careful of the amount of things that you write off, okay? Because that actually can impact. <laughs> It'll make your life a little bit easier if mm-hmm. you don't. You know, so there's advantages and disadvantages to writing things off. You you don't right. always have to write things off, even if it is, you know, business purchased. You mm-hmm. know, if you use it in any way personally. So just be careful about that, because that'll make your life easier when someday <laughs> you go to buy a house. Okay? Now, are you saying that because um, your income will go down pretty much on the? So therefore, you can't get a bigger mortgage kind of thing. Yes. That, yeah, that's basically. Yep, totally. And it's about like um, when they look at you for a loan, they're looking at debt to income ratio, mm-hmm. and they want to make they want they want to see a lot of income. Right. You know what I mean? You know, so to make sure that you can pay that mortgage consistently mm-hmm. without any issues. Um, and I was fine and everything like that but because you when you run your own business um they also like to see consistent income right. you know and when you when it looks like you're getting all this money in the in the summer and not all this money you know in the off season yeah. they look at that and they start having question marks showing in their eyeballs mm-hmm. you know they're like well, well, because these people well, don't understand what it's like to be a wedding photographer well, we sometimes yeah. have to educate them yeah or even just a business that's seasonal mm-hmm. you know essentially um right. But, uh, but yeah, so that is, you, you know, you, you have to do a little bit of extra work when you're on your own business and all that. So, so that's been going on in the middle of my wedding season with all that going on. I mentioned there was some family stuff going on in the previous mm-hmm. episode between all this and being in the crazy wedding season. It's just nuts. Like just absolutely insane right now. My studio, I'm moving my, I have one month left on my studio lease. Yep. Yep. Um, and I'm not even looking for studio space in Rochester until the winter because my brain can't handle it. Um, until. <laughs> All this is over. Oh, you don't so, want more to do? Uh, no, no. The less <laughs> I don't want anything more to do right now. So, so, and I, I am falling a little bit behind in editing, mm-hmm. realistically. So, um, to the point that I just mentioned to you um, on the way in, we talked a little bit about this, but just um, you know, I just sent out a, an, an email to my to my clients that I currently have for 2015 weddings, basically yeah. telling them this what I'm what I'm explaining right now, saying, hey, just so you know, you know, normally I take this amount of time to turn around a wedding because of these situations going to be a couple extra weeks mm-hmm. you know and that's probably going to follow me through the end of wedding season but um but i feel like that's what's needed needed to happen because if all of a sudden you up and move your business and then people are like well where did he go well they the studio is not here anymore <laughs> the you know? is like, gone. yeah exactly so, so 
<laughs> yeah, no more so. No, but but just like with that kind of thing, you have to communicate with your clients and let mm-hmm. them know what's happening because if not, you always if you think from their perspective, you see you see the missing sign on right. the door or whatever. You know, it's like <laughs> what's going on here. Mm-hmm. You know, and you mm-hmm. don't, you have to think from their perspective. So it's about communication, and so much of our business is about communication to begin with. But especially in this kind of situation, like it's about communication with the move and all this stuff. And you mm-hmm. know, I even included a photo of my fiance and everything like that. Oh, so, you know, like yeah, all that, yeah. you know, because you want to communicate and, and just let people know what's going on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, that's, that's um, awesome. so that's pretty much what's going on. And I'm, and now I'm finally like moved in and everything like that. And I can kind of get back into, um, editing in between all the boxes that I have to step over. <laughs> so, so, so that Set your laptop on, on like a, a box right now. <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, I totally did that within the past couple of days. Um, but, uh, it's good stuff though. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But yeah, Mm -hmm. all of it all said and done, you know, it's, um, it's definitely moving forward and very excited and, uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, with that being said, I shouldn't complain about how busy I am because it's, (laughs) it's not as busy as that. Well, I mean, yeah, but then there's all, we all, there's all different levels of, of how busy we are and, 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 you know. It's all personal at the mm-hmm. end of the day. It's how we do. It's how we handle it. <laughs> so now you you personally email the, your clients. You didn't just uh, throw one of those Facebook things out there, um, even though you probably could do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, not everybody has Facebook, believe it or not. Right. Um, so it's it's kind of nice to throw that email out there. Yeah, and so I mean, yeah, that's definitely the thing. You know, I could have just done it on Facebook or whatever, but then not everybody's going to see it. And right. also, you know, I just want to make sure if anybody does have a problem with. You know anything? I want them to let me know now. Privately, you know, too. privately mm-hmm. too. Like I don't want to do that online, right? right? On social media, right? So, so I really tried to. It was you know I BCC'd as opposed to um, you know carbon copied because you know because you don't want them everybody to see everybody's emails yeah, and everything true. like that. Mm-hmm. There's advantages and disadvantages to the BCC. There's always thing. that one person who will reply to all. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Please don't be that person. Don't be that person. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, I, I just, you know, wrote a, it was kind of a little bit lengthy for me, but I, there was mm-hmm. a lot to say and I just wanted to update people. And I already, I sent that out earlier today and I got, already got some very nice responses from my current clients and everything. So Fantastic. everybody understands, you know, it, you just, but if you didn't explain that, uh, the, that to people and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, why are my wedding photos taking long so long? Why right. is there no sign in the door? Why <laughs> is he moving to Rochester? You know, like, like you need Rochester. to, yeah, exactly. Rochester, Ohio, out of yeah. state. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know it's Rochester. <laughs> so that is um, that's that's my update, and cool, cool. and I think that's that, that gets us up to date. So now, as far as the rest of the show goes, I think we might uh, we might actually need to cut this off right now because we're going to get yeah. a call from our, our interview here yeah. coming up in a little bit. So we'll be back with this week's interview, our special guest <laughs> on episode fourteen. Over the hump. Over the hump. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's not the podcast title. I don't know we what should. it is. All right, we'll be back. Okay. All right, well, today's guest, we have Chris Wheaton of Heartstone Films. Chris, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Neil. I'm excited to uh, be here and uh, hopefully share some some valuable information with everybody. Well, thank you. And now, um, now let's uh, let's start from the beginning of, uh, of Heartstone Films. How did it all get started? Take us back to the beginning, if you can. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I think uh, the beginning of Hearthstone Films is like one of our favorite stories to tell because it started off so small, um, and it actually started with my wife Tony. She mm-hmm. was 
She was working for a wedding videography company here in town, and she worked there for a couple seasons and really loved it. And two seasons in, he actually offered her and I to to buy the company. And so this was about eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And I had 0.0 experience, and Tony (laughs) thankfully had quite a bit of experience um, behind the camera. So she was like the the only talent involved in Hearthstone films at that point in terms of uh you know our cinematography skills, mm-hmm. uh, but I did I did uh, want to be an entrepreneur and a business owner. So we we dove in, we bought the business, and it was really scary at first, and it was really small, and we kind of started off just just taking any job that we could. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to kind of all the the clients that we'd already booked from from buying the company. Okay. And we started off, our first office was actually just a small corner of the bedroom. And we had a, like a Mac computer, one of the old school Macs. Remember uh-huh. with the big, the big bubble in the back? Yeah, that? yeah. <laughs> that just kind of sat on the floor um, in, our, in our bedroom. And Tony just kind of worked there and was like explaining to me what, what this was all about. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was super overwhelming. But we still have a picture of, of that first quote unquote office that we refer to all the time so we can appreciate how far we've come. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations. I mean, you guys are located in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes. And, uh, you know, you used to work out of a bedroom. Now, what are you guys in now? You guys have upgraded quite a bit since. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> a couple of different office spaces. We graduated from our bedroom to our basement. Um, <laughs> I guess that's an upgrade somehow. Yeah. Um, and our basement we we made it out to uh, kind of a, a very traditional style office, you know, very professional traditional style office. It didn't necessarily really fit with you know kind of our brand and who we are and the people we wanted to connect with. But it was nice to separate you know home life and work life a little bit. Oh, definitely. Um, to now we are in a really awesome sixteen hundred square foot flex studio space um and so we we get to hang out there every day we have a dedicated shooting area where we've done a lot of fun projects um we have our offices and uh get to hang out with our cool staff every day so we're we're really thankful to have to have upgraded um to a really awesome creative space that uh, allows us to not only do uh day-to-day work but do mm-hmm. some really creative projects in there as well yeah, I saw pictures online. It's absolutely beautiful. You guys did a good job. Congratulations on that. And also, I have to stop there and congratulate you on something else that you recently posted online. You want to tell our listeners what that uh, news is? The the news is that we are uh, we're expecting a baby in January 2016. That, uh, that's awesome. Congrats, man. Yes, that's wonderful. We're very, we're excited. We are very excited about that. Now, now is that planned of uh, of her being due in the off season? <laughs> you know what? We literally threw all plans out the window, and somehow it just worked out That's awesome. absolutely perfect. So we're we're thankful. It honestly, yeah, all wedding people will know it yeah. really couldn't. Happen <laughs> yeah, I mean, as for wedding people, you probably do want to plan that, right? I mean, if you can, right? Because it's like, well, when's the best time oh, to, and right. when should you? Nine months, yeah. go back, and you know. So that's cool that it worked yeah. out, even though you weren't thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like celebration part two. Was like, yes, and the baby's coming in January, and we have nothing to do in January but sit around and take care of our new baby and not not be shooting weddings. Yeah. So that was all. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, uh, part of your business, uh, you guys did an upgrade um, over the past couple of years. You guys are now doing commercial work, correct? 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, tell uh, us we about just... that because it's not under Heartstone Films; it's under a, a whole a whole different identity. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, a couple of years ago, we we landed some pretty cool non wedding work. Um, we we hooked up with a really uh, awesome sports travel company that was based out of our area and. They sent us to the Super Bowl and the Daytona 500 and the Masters and the Kentucky Derby. And I was very jealous of the Masters. <laughs> that was awesome. I think like top five most beautiful places I've ever been mm-hmm. is Augusta National. So yeah. you can go, go just to walk the grounds. Amazing. Well, anyway, sidebar. But mm-hmm. um, so we kind of we kind of saw a really cool opportunity in that the skills we kind of picked up from weddings and all the 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 hustle and the grind and the moving at a fast pace and being able to you know, chase this action all day, but make it look really beautiful, translated really well into the commercial world. So we saw an opportunity there and, um, and kind of went for it. So we launched our commercial company called Portico Pictures. Um, and we wanted to keep it separate because for us, Heartstone Films is like, it's all about love. It's all about romance. It's so geared towards the couples and their love story and, and all of that stuff. And so we didn't want to compromise that message and right. the way we approach those films. So we felt like it was the best decision to house our commercial work under a separate uh, identity. Yeah, and that's um, very smart. You... I'm sure you're those big commercial guys, they really don't want to watch wedding videos all day. No. You know, yeah. <laughs> they want to get down yeah. to business. Yeah, until one of their uh, until one of them has a daughter that's getting married. Right. And all this, that's they true. love they love Hearthstone films again. You know. Uh huh. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Now you guys are a husband and wife team, obviously. Um, now, what roles do you guys have for each other, and how do you guys make the business work? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think um, what's made our business so successful, I think, is taking time to just clearly define our roles, what our strengths and weaknesses are, and what what we're both best at spending our the majority of our time on um obviously we both shoot we can both edit mm-hmm. uh, but there's as all of our wedding people will know there's a lot more that goes into running a business than shooting and editing uh, whether it's photos or video mm-hmm. so we uh we divide it up you know we we kind of listed out all the tasks that we have um on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, and we we decided, you know, who's who's going to be best suited for for what roles within the business. So, I handle all of our, you know, all of our sales, all of our client contacts, all of the all the meetings, all of the uh, customer service, if you will, the back end stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, and do all the bookkeeping, um, things of that nature. That's kind of my day to day job. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony is. She's kind of the final eyes and ears of every project that goes out the door. So she's like head of quality control is what I would say. Um, her attention to detail is amazing. So she she's in, in control of that. And she also does all of our uh, kind of our technical stuff. So anything that gets updated with the website or the blog or okay. changes that need to be made to any of our marketing materials and content, she'll she'll do all of that, um, packaging, things of that nature. And she also does all of our organization because we have several teams that shoot for us specifically for weddings so Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of organization on the front end and so she gets people timelines tells people where they need to go make sure everyone has everything they need for their shoots stuff like that awesome awesome now any um now obviously you know owning a business of husband wife team you're constantly together um any you know any any uh, advice to those out there with husband wife teams of you know, finding time for yourselves while owning a business. 
um, any, any advice? Yes, absolutely. I think the best thing that we ever did was dedicate work hours and non-work hours mm -hmm. for not only doing work, but talking about work. I think the hardest thing to do as a business owner when you're in it with somebody that you're also married to is to just shut it off and stop talking about it at some point. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we, we made a decision when we move into an office that work stays at the office and it doesn't come home with us. So we don't, no, we don't, we're not the best at this all the time. I don't want to, you know, say that we're like a hundred percent perfect at it, but we do our best not to talk, talk shop and talk right. work and discuss it when we're at home. So we can kind of keep that separation. And, and I think that helps you keep a nice perspective on things because the business isn't everything. It's not the most important thing in the world or in your life. And, you know, it can easily kind of creep in and take over mm -hmm. and feel that way sometimes. So that was really important for us. Um, and I think another thing is, you know, be, don't take yourself so seriously. I mean, I think it's really important, like as a husband and wife team, you're going to have those moments where you're going to need to critique each other's work. Mm -hmm. And so just be open to those and don't take it personal because it can tend to sting a little bit more when it's coming from, you know, your spouse. Right. Um, so be, be open in the way that you give critique and also the way that you receive it. And that can, uh, that can be a really healthy thing too. That's good advice. Uh, I gotta, I have to have my wife listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, um, okay. The re one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on this episode is, um, this is a podcast for uh, wedding photographers by wedding photographers and you're, you're into film now. Um, now you guys sometimes get a bad rap, uh, <laughs> of the videographers, no um, way. <laughs> now it's because it's the tripods, it's the equipment, getting in our shots and stuff like that. But I've, I've worked with you and your company twice so far. And I, you know, I, I was very, very impressed of the communication that we had. Um, you guys were never in our shots. Hopefully we weren't in too many of yours. Um, so now from a videographer perspective, you know, this is uh, where we, we kind of want you to kind of um, unleash of, of Anas photographers of, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and, and the amazing. Uh, but tell us, uh, some of the bad things that you come across when working with photographers. Now, now remember some of our listeners, they're new into wedding photography. They might not have worked with videographers yet. So kind of, kind of give a, give our listeners, you know, some, some advice in, in your experience. Let's do the yeah. bad first. <laughs> okay. Let's do, let's do the bad first. And Thankfully, I can say this with all honesty that there's so little of the bad nowadays that it's really a pleasure working with almost all the photographers we get a chance to, to shoot with. So I think we, we love that. Um, some of the bad things over the years, I think because of the reputation that some that videography can have as a whole sometimes, and I think it's being changed a lot mm -hmm. um, recently, that photographers can kind of come in expecting the worst. And so you're, you're almost like prepared for the videographer is going to set a tripod in the middle of the aisle. They're going to get in front of your shots. They're going to have all kinds of equipment everywhere. They're, mm -hmm. they're going to be totally unaware of everyone but themselves. They're going to have, you know, huge light on top of their camera all day. 
So you're a lot of photographers. I feel like are kind of like mentally prepared for that to happen. So. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I am. <laughs> Depending, so, I mean, depends on who you work with and everything like that. But you know, it, when you work with higher end people, then you get more people. It's like I'm more willing to let go on a lot of that because you know yeah. that there's a respect there, and then I'm going to be able to work with people. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. it's just because this past episode I kind of went off a little bit, and now I want to pull back and, and just listen. But I'm going to put my listening yeah. ears back and, on. And that's now. why I was like, you uh, know. I, I got to have Chris on. <laughs> so, sorry, Chris, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. So, I, th- I think uh, you're anticipating, you can be anticipating the worst. So, you know, ultimately, we're there, you know, to serve our clients. And we want to, being photographers and filmmakers, we want to get right there to capture those moments that we know are going to be important. We know, like, these families are going to treasure these moments. So we take it very seriously. And so as from a photographer who's maybe anticipating the worst working with a videographer, they may be a little over-aggressive. You know, they're going to go ahead and stake their claim. They're going to make sure all these negative things aren't going to happen. You know, like, this won't happen on my watch. This is not going to happen on my shoot. Um, so I think I've seen that happen mm-hmm. to us. And then almost like a sigh of relief when we just go and communicate and say, Hey, you know, this is even during starting with, with preps when we're in the room with the bride and groom before the wedding day starts, you know, Hey, introduce ourselves and just kind of talk through real quick, 30 seconds. This is what I want to capture. This is where I'm going to be. If you need anything, let me know. If I'm in your way, let me know. Mm. Oh, wow. Great. I'll do the same. And you kind of start from there. And I think just communicating throughout the day before every event eliminates so much, guessing of where the other people are going to be how they set up because every company is going to be a little bit different um you know they're going to have some set ways and of of how they want to capture things so that communication helps a lot um so bad would be not communicating or not being willing to communicate um you know kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah just just kind of claiming your space and having i think the mentality that can be a little bit detrimental on both ends is like i'm going to get the shot at all costs even if it ruins yours or, you know, even if it makes your job difficult or even if you have to work around me, because you can always work together mm-hmm. in any space, in any situation, and both can get exactly what they need. Um, I I've definitely believe that. So I think kind of we just kind of check our egos at the door and, and mm-hmm. realize that I have such a respect for knowing these photos are just as important as the video that I'm going to capture and vice versa, because this is what this family and this couple is going to have after the wedding day, after it's all over, this is what they have to remember this by and for years and years and years. So I want to do everything I can to make sure they're going to have the best photos possible. And so no, I'm not behind the camera taking those photos, but I can make sure I'm not in them. I can make sure that I'm not being a hindrance to that. And I think if we can do that on both sides, it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, that's awesome. But, um, yeah. Well said, man. Very yeah. well said. Teamwork, even though we're not on the same team, but it's teamwork on the day of. Yeah. So we, yeah. I, I mean, like one thing, like in working with so many different photographers, you come to see how different everyone's style is. Um, you know, there's some people where you would never see a flash the whole entire day, right? Oh, we were then, just talking about that. Yeah. Right before, right before we, uh, <laughs> hit the record button about uh because we were watching one of your films and um andy noticed that some some flashes were going off and well i was just take, taking the opposite perspective i was like these damn flashes ruining these videos <laughs> you know like this is a beautiful right. video and here's these damn flashes ruining this video you know <laughs> and it ha- and, and everyone has their own style and i think to us we've kind of reconciled things like that to this is part of 
the way that they capture a wedding in an event. So it's kind of part of the event and part of the day. This is who the couple's hired to, to, to take their photographs. So if this is something that you need to do your job the best way that you can do, then we'll find a way to, to work with that and work alongside that. Yeah. You know, that's, so that's a, I, that's a very I, beautiful, mature perspective that, um, <laughs> that, I, I, that I, that every morning that I show up and shoot a wedding, I would love, you know, everybody to have that. Everybody on both sides would be amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, uh, you know, there's, there's people that can step over those boundaries, but I think if, if you can look at it that way and, and if photographers can look at what the professional videographers that they're working at, working with are doing in that same light, um, then it, then we could work a, a lot better together. Mm-hmm. Now, other than communication and, and all that stuff. What other things we photographers can do to make your your job easier? It's a great, great question. Um, I guess from a videographer standpoint, I think a lot of the ways that we approach creating films is very similar to the the images that photographers are trying to capture now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like during photo sessions and couple sessions and stuff like that after the ceremony's over or after they've just had their first look, um, it's awesome to have the photographer just kind of fill you in on what they're planning on doing because typically the photographer is going to be running those portions of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice for, to work with the photographer who says, Hey, I'm going to take the couple here, you know, right after we're done with family portraits, you guys are welcome to come. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that kind of gives to that teamwork. That That's really great. Um, Man, that, that's a that's a tough question. <laughs> no, that was good. Yeah, that was good. No, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. That, okay. That's a that's a little thing that's that's super helpful. Yeah. Now, one question I I did want to ask you. Um, now, a lot of with DSLRs and all that stuff, a lot I kind of noticed that a lot of filmmakers uh, became photographers af- shortly afterwards. Did, <laughs> did did you ever think about uh, start offering photography services or or just kind of just stay with film always? Never even thought about it. We, uh, total honesty, we never had the thought cross our mind to start offering photography. We, and this just, with our brand and with what we do, um, you know, our, our focus is on the best quality, the best film, the best experience that we can provide our clients. And so for us, that was staying within our expertise. Mm-hmm. And instead of going and taking time to learn a new craft and a new art form, um, and those skills, we wanted to, you know, take the time to learn more about our craft and our art form. And, you know, instead of adding on another service, let's make our service even better than it is. So for us, it was, you know, we want to push ourselves to get into the higher end market so we can work with the higher end photographers. Because right. um, we, we think that for us, it was always about like keeping them separate is giving the best yeah. of, mm-hmm. of each Mm-hmm. Um, and when you start to kind of mix them together, because there was both sides, there was a lot of filmmakers that wanted to become photographers and a lot of photographers who want to become filmmakers and do fusion and mix it all together. I'm sure a lot of people did it really well, mm-hmm. but to me, it just diluted both. Um, it took away from the beauty of the photos and it took away from the story of the film. Right. Try to put both together. Um, so yeah, never, never crossed our mind. We like, working with our talented uh, photographer friends and, and artists. And oh, we were... Likewise, man. Likewise. Chris, <laughs> let me just ask you, um, uh, long-term, 
thinking like 10 to 10 years down the road and where cameras are going and the ability to pull raw files from moving images, this kind of thing. What are your thoughts long-term? Do you think that it makes sense? To, is it possible to shoot video and, and stills at the same time in a way that works? Or from your perspective, from a videographer's perspective, um, what makes that difficult for your, from your end from pulling stills? Is it possible? Cause I know, cause I think from a photographer's perspective, we have some ideas on what's difficult for mm -hmm. us to, to move to video, but from your perspective, uh, what makes it difficult or does anything make it difficult for, from your perspective? Uh, yeah, I think there's a few things that, that make it difficult from my perspective. Uh, one of the first things I think that just as we have an art and a style and a skill in editing films, I think photographers have an art and a style and a skill in editing photos. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a a skill set that just because you have a 4K camera or 6K camera taking video, you can just pull stills from and make it the same as a professionally you know, touched and edited image by a professional photographer that they've taken. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing. Uh, I think another thing too is that uh, you know, the nature of, of capturing a live event for us is about more than just a still frame. It's about, you know, these moments um, of time. You know, we're, we're all about movement and motion. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not focusing on a specific moment where photography can capture a single moment. So I think there's a big difference there between just like picking from a seven second clip one frame out of, you know, however 24 frames times seven seconds is. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, I think yeah. that's kind of silly in a way because how many more frames of video are you going to have to go through to find great images than having a professional photographer just taking specifically great images at the wedding? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's one thing. And then another thing too, specifically for weddings, I think is a huge difference is that when we're shooting and our approach to shooting films, and this is especially speaking for us and our company in the way that we, we do things very natural, authentic. We don't do a lot of staging and posing. And that's a skill for photographers mm -hmm. that they have. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're doing portraits and family portraits and portraits of the bride and groom and different moments like that, mm -hmm. you know, that's a whole another skill set that we don't even go into as filmmakers at a wedding. You know, we're not walking around doing that. We don't have that pressure on us. So to me, those are the big things that stick out of why it's totally not the same to just say our camera is the same resolution as that camera. So just get stills from the video. It's not the same. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you for, for yeah. answering that. I, I know different answer. people have different perspectives and I, and I figured you were going to kind of go there from what you mentioned. So thank you very much for that. Mm -hmm. um, so let's continue talking about technology now. Uh, yeah. Now, now Chris, let's talk about drones. Yeah. Let's talk about drones. <laughs> um, is is there a demand for them right now? And how often do you guys use them? Have you, I mean, I, I we watched one of your videos and we saw a drone at the end. Um, are you are you getting the demand for them? And uh, will, will you or have you shot used a drone during a ceremony, like an outdoor <laughs> ceremony? Because I've seen, I believe it or not, I've seen them. So I kind of want I kind of want your take on that. Yeah, yeah, no, there. I would say there is definitely, I don't know if a demand is the word I would use, but there's an awareness of drones. Okay. There is definitely people asking about it. Do you use it? Um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, our philosophy is, yeah, we do have them. We do use them. Um, but it's, it's just another tool for us to right. tell a story. So we try to use it in the appropriate time and place, not overuse it um, and have it be a crutch for us of, 
man, we're just going to get us so many drone shots and that's just going right. to be so <laughs> sick and awesome. I'm sure you have so many Photoshop actions. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. I, I, so um, there, I think for us, it's, we like to include them um, for the appropriate wedding, the appropriate setting, the, the appropriate venue to use it at. We don't like to do it around people just because there is a risk factor and we don't want to put wedding guests and bridal party members at risk. You don't want to do a flyby right by the bride's head? <laughs> we haven't done that. <laughs> I think we, we like to use it for uh, you know some establishing the venue and the setting, establishing the location if that's an important part of the story for the couple. Um, I think we've used it one or two times for for like two shots during a photo session, and that's only been in because it was in like the mountains in a, in a field, and it was only us, the photographer, and the couple. There was no other people around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, safety safety first when it comes to the drone use, and don't overuse it. Yeah, uh, you, you know, go. thank you for saying that yes. because there's been a few people in our particular neck of the woods where you know, like people think that they're just going to buy a drone, and that simply because the shot is higher off the ground, it's going to be better, and that they're going to get work because of it. But it's not yeah. just because it's because it's higher does not make it better. It can be better based on the situation, <laughs> but it doesn't make every shot that you take better. You know. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. Stop. You know, <laughs> what you said was perfect. It, when there's a use case for it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's just me getting that off my chest. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it's good to hear what other people think about, uh, you know, us, us idiots out here with, like, all these toys flying around the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of uh, toys and gear, uh, what, is there anything on the horizon that you guys are getting excited about in the film world? Yeah. Yeah, there's a few things. I think, I mean... Like I said, drones get, get, can get a bad rap. They're a great tool when you use them in the right time and place. They can add just the right uh, level of quality to, to a film that you need. That, that's exciting. There's a lot of really exciting products out there that are uh, kind of the new wave of steady cam, to throw out a familiar term. Mm-hmm. Um, steady cam like products that are very small and compact and you don't have to wear a vest. Um, they're very handheld and mobile and inconspicuous and allow you to get some really cool cinematic shots um, and very creative different shots with. Um, we've recently kind of upgraded from shooting with all DSLRs to shooting with uh, C100, which is a more uh, video style camera. So oh, okay. people, people don't confuse us with the photographer anymore as much, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, we don't get as many people asking to take our picture at <laughs> which is which is cool. We always thought that, you know, having a microphone on top of the camera would be a giveaway, but it just never was no. quite enough, I guess, to, to, make the, to make the jump. Yeah. To, so we weren't photographers. But, yeah, we're excited about that. Um, those, those kind of pieces of gear and equipment, I feel like they are just uh, another way we can, you know, ex- enhance our storytelling ability and, and, and do a better job for the couples. Mm-hmm. Now, have you been uh, using a lot of Go- GoPros lately or uh, not really? We- yeah, I think the only situation we use our GoPro is if we are flying it on the drone. Okay. I don't. We've never really been big into putting GoPros everywhere. I know people do that. Mm-hmm. That's just never really been been one of our strategies to to capture a wedding. Yeah, because there, yeah, people, sometimes oh. I have to uh, edit out those GoPros in the background and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, no, we have one, and it, it's on our our drone. If we bring the drone, uh, other than that, it's not there. <laughs> cool, cool, excellent. Well, cool, man. Well, thank you so much for being our guest. Great answers, yeah. great 
Great guest today. Um, Chris, tell our listeners uh, where they can find you and where they can follow you. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the name of our company, again, is Heartstone Films. And you can find us. We're very active on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Heartstone Films, Instagram, at Heartstone Films, Twitter, at Heartstone Films. And if you are interested in any of our commercial work, you can follow us on the same places, Facebook, Portico Pictures, Twitter, Portico Pictures, Instagram, Portico Pictures. And uh, that's where we, we hang out the most. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, congrats again on everything and all the best to you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you. So thank you, Chris. Me. All right. Take care. Okay. Well, that was our guest, Chris Wheaton of Heartstone Films. So be sure to follow him. Lots of good information there, huh? Yeah, really lots of good information. I thought it was an excellent interview, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, hearing the perspective from a videographer standpoint. And also, I thought it was interesting. You know, we had Sam Hurd on last episode and we were talking about and he mentioned just that everything that photographers don't actually take still images. We're actually taking movies and then selecting images mm-hmm. to some extent. He kind of alluded to that anyway. Right. And um, but we kind of got the opposite perspective yeah. from from Chris there, yeah. which I, which I understand that perspective, too. You know, um, you can kind of argue both sides and, you know, who, who knows where things will go. Mm-hmm. Um but I, th- I do think it was interesting what he mentioned about just directing. You do have to still have those bi- that ability to right. direct a couple. Um, and some most videographers don't don't have that. You know, some videographers try, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, you know, it depends. It depends. So, yeah. Um, very, very good. Uh, so, yeah. so, But that's, you know what, that's one of our goals of this show. It's not all about wedding photography. And it's not, even though some of us think it's all about us, right. but it's not just all about wedding photographers. Uh, I, you know, I kind of want to get a different perspective yeah. from everybody that we work with. Sure. So. And it's, at the end of the day, it's about our couples, no matter what. Right. You know, and that's kind of what Chris, I think, was mentioning. You know, it's about the couple. It's about the couple having these photos, having this video, having this experience. Right. Because mm-hmm. even if we, you know, we've talked about having a wedding planner on, which will be something that, yeah. we'll, that we'll do very soon. Yeah, she'll be coming on um, soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So, so from the wedding planner's perspective, they're trying to have the couple have this amazing experience overall. And that should be the primary goal, you know, is mm-hmm. l- allowing all of that to happen, working with each other. It's just when, you know, you get somebody that 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 doesn't have that and that kind of creates a little friction or is a little bit newer. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I just had a lot of people that were newer recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, it, that is what it is, too. Yeah. But yeah. that was that was really fantastic what he mentioned, though. That was that was a great mm-hmm. interview. Um, Good. So, uh, listen, Uh-oh. audience, something, something amazing is, is about to happen here. I'm so scared. I, I, I don't even know if I want to tell you exactly what it is, but, it, but it's kind of based around what we're talking about, and that was kind of my idea for this show. So something's going to happen. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is. I'm the guinea pig. Neil's the guinea pig. This is amazing. We'll be back in a little bit. Okay, everybody. We're back. <laughs> so, so, I'm, so I'm not going to even say anything. I'm not oh, going to even explain what happened. Uh, Neil, tell our audience what just happened. I just went down the rabbit hole. I, I chose the red pill or the blue. I don't know. I just, I don't know what the hell just happened. Uh, but no, what you did, um, what, do you, what is it even called? Okay, so... Basically, everybody, we're talking about virtual reality. Uh, Neil just had his first virtual reality experience. He entered the Matrix. It was crazy. Plug me back in. And yeah, <laughs> and we'll tell you all about it in a second. But I, I 
recently picked up the Samsung Galaxy Gear VR. So with the Samsung S6, I upgraded the phone. And one of the reasons that I did is because I wanted to experience what the current state of this virtual reality is. And it's pretty freaking crazy. I did not expect that. Yes. At all. Yes. 100% not at all. Right? I, I thought it was going to be like this cheesy 1980s kind of looking kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like stupid pixels and yeah. you know, Pac-Man running around. I, I don't know what I was expecting. Not that at all. So what was it? So, okay. So now that our audience knows what it was, what what did you do? What was your experience? What was it? No matter where I looked, there was something to look at. You know, it's, it was kind of crazy. Um, like in front of me, always... It didn't always stay like I kind of knew where like I would say north was, um, and then I just kind of looked around, and then I I don't even know if I can explain it. Yes, like right off the bat, because I gotta kind of think that's, about that's it the for thing. a little while. You almost can't explain this. You have to experience it to understand what it is yeah. with this virtual reality. And I'm this. Trust me, people. This will come back around to wedding photography in just a minute. But just hang mm-hmm. hang with me for just another another yeah, another few minutes. Does here. have a point. Um, <sighs> so so what uh, so what Neil just watched was 3D video, and the, basically the way the easiest way that I feel like I can describe it is this: you know how when you put headphones on your ears, and the only thing that you can hear is the symphony, for example, mm-hmm. right? This is the same thing. Virtual reality is the same thing, except it's for your eyes. Right, you don't. Um, you, your eyes are totally just seen in stereo. Three D images. One one image for your left eye. One image for your right eye. Uh, you're you're expand, essentially viewing the world as what you just saw, which was the Cirque du Soleil performance yeah. um, of a three sixty degree video all around. Right, and where it was they really just, well done too. I mean, yeah. no matter where I looked, when I looked, there was something going on behind me. Like. I want to watch what was going on in front of me, and then I also, what's going on behind me? It was very strange, but it was really neat. Yeah, that's you know, it's not what I expected. Last time, it, we were just talking last week about this, and I was like, oh, okay, here we go. But <laughs> but I did not expect that. I mean, yeah. that's that's a, that's quite incredible. Yes, and you ha- and again, you have to experience it to yeah. to really truly understand it. But yeah. uh, the. So essentially what that was is, is I think, and Google just announced recently a bunch of GoPros, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like a device for holding multiple GoPros and a 360 degree view. So there's like 12 GoPros around. Right. Essentially the video that you just saw, which was the Cirque du Soleil performance, which was brilliantly done by the performers where you're, you know, you're in the center and they're all around you, giving you all these different and, um, performances. And they're like right in front of you, like reaching out to you. Like it's almost as if they're ready to touch you kind of yes. thing. It's it's yeah, it's because yeah, because it's they're actually you know it's like what your eyes would see. Yeah, you know, essentially, 100%. is it, that's that's what the perspective is. Um, mm-hmm. That's the amazing thing about this technology, um, and and where it's going. And the other thing about this is that this is like level one. This is like version one of this stuff off of a cell phone. Yeah. So the real thing when it comes out in 2016 is going to be using PC hardware, you know, like advanced graphics processors and all that. This is off of a cell phone video, essentially, know, right that's now. That's insane. So this is like where it is and where will this go is basically a little bit of the conversation that I kind of want to kind of want to get into. But um, so beyond that, like what you didn't even experience is, you know, like the ability to, you know, with games and, you know, you're in these 3D worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's... It, 
I almost feel like I should maybe stop explaining it and because you really can't, you know, other than to say that, that, you know, you literally, it's like you're there. You, mm -hmm. Your eyes are there, you're, that your eyes perceive the world to be exactly that scenario that you're, that you're in. And the, yeah, this um, is one of those things where you have to, I mean, is there anywhere, any place where you can go to test this out or so that our view, I mean, yeah, well, very, it's, it's one of those you have to see to believe kind of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, I mean, our listeners are probably like, what are these guys talking about? Yeah. But really, if <laughs> once, once you put this thing on, it'll, it'll change everything. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it, Google, if you're listening and confused about what the hell it is that we're talking about, just Google Samsung Gear VR or Oculus Rift. It doesn't really matter. Either one of those. And you'll see people with these headsets on their faces. And essentially with the Gear VR, you stick your phone in front of this, um, this headset and the phone displays left and right stereo images that your eyes can only see just the left and right. Mm -hmm. And so it, you have the perspective of three dimensions as, as you're looking at this. And I was, while um, I was plugged in, I mean, I could not believe I was looking at a phone. It did not feel like I was looking at a phone screen at all. No. 100% not. No. I mean... Yeah, that's that's, an, that's incredible. Because our brains interpret it as just oh, there's here's an image for the left and to the right, and right. And, and the other thing about what never worked about virtual reality in the past because they used to try and do this, but the technology wasn't there where it was quick enough that you know when you move your head up, there's motion sensing technology to the mm -hmm. right, to the left. It senses it and tracks it in real time, and you're also viewing this at 60 frames per second. If it's any slower than that, you can start to get queasy and your brain can't handle it very well. And mm -hmm. so um, people will get very sick very quick in previous versions that they had of this. But now that we're up to 60 frames a second and they're doing the, the video like that, it is it is very surreal. It's extremely surreal. And, yeah. um, and this is just like the very tip of the iceberg in terms of where this is going. So, yes, lead. Yeah. Where, where do you think? Leading back to wedding photography, where yes, do you think this is exactly or could possibly happen? What so, do you think? so here's what I kind of think. Um, there's another program in this virtual reality headset, and when we get off the the show in a second, I'll just I'll, I'll sh show you because it's very interesting. There's another program in here, for example, where you're in a movie theater, and in this movie theater, you can take any movie that you've seen, and you can rather than look at a screen or your phone or a TV to mm -hmm. view an image. To view, to view a movie, you can view the movie in a movie theater. So when you look to your right, you see movie theater chairs. When you look to your left, you see movie theater chairs. When you're watching the movie off of the screen, if the screen in virtual reality is projecting blue and yellow, a blue and yellow image, for example, mm -hmm. that blue and yellow image will bounce back off of the leather chairs that you're looking at to the right, right in this virtual reality headset. It, this sounds freaking crazy, <laughs> but it's absolutely freaking true. All right. All you have to do is like, you know, so, so if you can be in this, in this world, I think what's going to happen long-term is number one, not many people are going to buy televisions anymore mm -hmm. or screens anymore because you know, the technology will get smaller. You'll be able to have this just within eyeglasses, for example, like the eyeglasses itself will become the screen, yeah. right? You know, once we get the transparent technology to blanket out, you know, like there's a lot, lot that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But so once we get to that point, I really feel like the future, 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 like 10 years, like when this is like actually 
a, an accepted technology when more people have tried it. This is going to start to snowball. Oculus Rift was just bought by Facebook. Facebook now owns the company. Does it really? That the, 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 what you oh, just saw, Ocul- Facebook actually owns the company that, that designed this technology well, now. They got the funding. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's, that's good for, for that, right, from right. that perspective. Yeah. But it's also bad from another because they were this independent technology company. Anyway, um, <laughs> but the point is, is that years down the road, like, just take the video, for example. Mm. Forget wedding photography for a second. Why in the world, if everybody is view, is not buying TVs and looking at image, movies through these headsets and being in 3D spaces and 3D films are being produced. This is 10, 20 years down the road. I'm just thinking futurist people. Mm. Hang with me here, okay? <laughs> Why in the world would anybody want a two-dimensional flat image video of video when you could see the whole thing, right. you know, kind of, kind of go down there. And with this Google thing, with this, uh, you know, 12 cameras circled mm-hmm. around, I'll link to this in the show notes. Well, I mean, while um, you're talking, I'm thinking of places where I can put this camera right now. I'm just thinking of all these places I can put this thing. Yeah. And, and here's my ultimate point. At a wedding, for example, because I can show you video where you can basically be walked through scenes and scenarios. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally is like being in the room where your reception was, for example. It's like being... 100%. It, it, I mean, 100%. it literally is like you it are really there. It really does feel it, like it. It. Can, it confuses your brain enough to the point that you feel like you are there. Mm-hmm. And when the technology gets good enough and that happens, I guarantee you, listen listen to this episode, Over <laughs> the Hump, May, episode 14 of Wedding Photographers Unite, that... Absolutely, everybody will be doing their video like this in ten years. Like mm-hmm. you won't; it'll be three sixty video. Videographers will be walking through reception halls with these, with you know what becomes a smaller version of twelve GoPros looking in three sixty degrees, mm-hmm. um, and that's just what's going to be what happens. And it's the same kind of thing with photo too. I don't know if we'll do three sixty photo as much. I'm, that is a little bit more gray for me, but especially the video because you can put yourself right there. Um, is very interesting to me, and I just wanted yeah. to like bring that up and have some kind of a loose conversation on that right, because right. it's kind of like that's it's very interesting. That's yeah. I, I, it's <laughs> where we're going. Like it's going like we will be doing 3D, you know, with mm-hmm. our cameras and even photography. I feel like like it, because we'll have the ability. If most people will be looking at their images in these three dimensional screens, yeah. any image that we take in 2015 prior to that is going to be a flat image as opposed to three-dimensional. Right. Um, and if we want to prepare ourselves for the future people, this is what I'm talking about. You always got to be on that, like, little bit of an edge. Just think a little bit on the edge. I'm telling you right now, this is going to happen. It might be a few years. We might still be shooting, mm-hmm. you know, our 5D Mark threes, except me. Um, <laughs> you know, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just one more time. I needed to get out there. No, <laughs> we might be shooting our cannons or Nikon cameras <laughs> for the next few years, and that's fine. But, man, mark my words, like in 2020, if we're still going with this episode, with this <laughs> podcast, right, I want to listen back to this and tell me I'm not right. <laughs> tell me I am not right. Ladies and gentlemen, Maybe. Andy's really from the future. So, Andy, get back in your DeLorean and go back to 2025. <laughs> so, and, and until you, I'll tell you this too. A lot of times, like people with Mac versus PC, like people or Nikon versus Canon, whatever, people will talk about the other thing that they don't use as though they have used it before. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so a lot of times, like PC people will say, oh, well, my PC can do everything that your Mac can. Well, yes, it totally can. But 
is have you had the experience of working with a Mac for four months? Right. Because if you have, then you might end up being you might end up using a Mac once you start to see these different things. That's Maybe true. not That's everybody, true. not everybody. Right. But I. But here's what I want to say: If you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, "Dude, you're off your rocker. You're crazy, dude. It'll never happen." If you don't try this, and if you're saying that to yourself right now, whatever, dude, to you is all I have like to say. Like what I what I did because, to you two weeks ago when I was like, "Okay, whatever." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now here and now I'm he's, like, he's oh sitting across from me right now. And now he's eating. <laughs> his own no. words now that he sees where my brain is going right <laughs> so so yeah i think yeah. that that's look into that people it's, yes, it's to our it's, listeners it, find someone who has this thing or make the purchase yeah if, if you don't mind me asking what's the uh what's the price of so it's, like it's not bad at all so okay so great good question because so for this in this example i kind of have the high end of this stuff right mm-hmm. so i have the galaxy s6 phone and then the headset itself is only two hundred dollars and in the headset, um, I'm just kind of showing Neil here as we're speaking. In the headset, literally is just two is are just lenses. You know, That's they're it. they're essentially macro lenses yeah. or micro, whatever you want to call them. But they're just lenses that focus on the the phone screen, so mm-hmm. that it looks like the phone screen is right there in front of you. You can almost see pixels, you know, on some of the on these phones, even though the the screen resolution is so high on on you know like an iPhone five, six or or Galaxy S6. But the point is, is that, you know, for uh, $200 on top of the price of the phone, that's why I ended up doing this, you know, with the contract. And because I, cause I had the inclination that this was going to be something or mm-hmm. this, this is, is going to be. Um, so there's that. But, but you can get into it much, much cheaper just to have the experience. And that is by, you should Google Google Cardboard. And Google Cardboard is a thing that you can use with almost any phone. And it's just literally a piece of cardboard that you get. And you can, and, and a couple lenses, mm-hmm. and you can put this on top of any cell phone right now. You can, if you can find the the um, 3D video, and if your cell phone has, um, well, any smartphone, any recent smartphone is a better way to say it, that has motion sensing technology, um, as well as you know high enough resolution screen, right? So that you can look to the left, right, the motion sensors work, and then you're essentially um, you know viewing these stereoscopic uh, images that mm-hmm. that put you in this in this world um so google cardboard you can get for like i think it's like 25 bucks you can do that with any phone yeah do it i strongly suggest that you do it have the experience because i i just know that it's going to go there it's pretty uh, neat, down man. down the road and because it because it is something just even based on your your reaction you know like even people that are like what you know but yeah, once yeah. you experience it mm-hmm. um, no another question for you you showed me a Cirque show now um are there more videos out there to choose from oh yeah yeah no there's 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 a bunch of you know newer stuff and there's some different video applications that'll give you like recent 3d videos like Mm -hmm. like i took a tour of um i took a tour of a canadian you know uh park or something like that you know or you take tours of the under the sea you know like you can go under the sea and see sharks and and whales swim by you no it's real video it's not like cg or well it's both so so there's cg you know that that is um you know essentially computer technology or computer technology or video you know programmers basically programming fish and whales Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff in 3d spaces or it's video it can be both um you just saw the video side of things but the but the other side i think can be more impressive as well um, I did the video stuff with you because I think it's an easier thing to just understand quicker. Because if we started to get into those, right. the other p- parts of that conversation about how you're actually manipulating the system and all that, because we will be having these meetings 
you know, like now that I'm moving an hour away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing more of our podcasts will be happening over Google Hangouts or something like right. that. But fears down the road, if this virtual reality thing's happening, it's like we could be sitting here right now, right, having yeah. this conversation. They there's a 3D version of you, a 3D version of me. And our listeners are sitting right. And our listeners, us. yeah, like what's up, <laughs> listeners? Yeah, you know. So, so yeah, you never know. I'm getting a little bit. You know, you can you know peer into my mind a little bit with this futuristic technology stuff, but it's happening, people. It's happening. <laughs> and by the way, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not going to get into depth. But there's a very strong chance that you're already in a simulation anyway. You can Google this. Here we go. Just go to <laughs> just, just Google the simulation argument, and, and you'll, you can find out more about that. But I won't get further down yes, that rabbit hole right now because <laughs> this will be like a three-hour yeah, show. No, 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 no. We're we're good. So 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 I just want to give you a little bit of heads up on that. Something to look into. Something to check out. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. Cool. That's all I got. Yeah. I, I just wanted to see that happen. Any other thoughts cool. on that? that? Cool. No, no. no I, I can't wait to see where that goes. I'm really great. My, 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 my mind is thinking like, where can I put this thing? Right. In the middle of the aisle. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so on, on that note. Yes. On that note, uh, we will wrap things up here. Yeah, that was for... a fun episode. I hope our listeners listen to our Over the Hump episode. Yeah, I hope so too. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. Yeah. And thank our guest, uh, Chris, again, for uh, being our guest today. Absolutely. A fantastic interview. Mm-hmm. And um, also thanks for the recent reviews that we're getting on iTunes. Um, yeah, we had a couple good ones. Yeah. Nick, thank you very much. And F. Awesome. <laughs> that was a very uh, good uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me uh, F awesome thank you that was a that was a great uh, why am I dropping the word on this this is a uh, review oh, thank you for the review <laughs> okay um, and uh, other than that please do write in info at weddingphotographersunite.com mm-hmm. subscribe on iTunes Neil Andy. This was a crazy episode. I'm sorry. No, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Hope our listeners enjoyed it. I hope so too. And listeners, if you need me to calm down, maybe I'll <laughs> just, let me, just let me know. Listeners, shoot, shoot me, shoot if you want me to email. smack them, just let me know. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Neil, where can people follow you? Neil Urban. Uh, actually, you know, last, uh, last episode's test when I said everybody follow me, it, it, it worked. Did you know, it? I did not make any posts over the past two weeks just because I wanted to test this whole thing out so that people didn't randomly follow me just because uh, because I was posting stuff. But people actually really followed me. I, I don't know. I picked up like 20 Okay. So yeah, it, was, it was pretty good. Thanks. But anyways, um, back to the normal routine. Uh, Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Um, but, you know. Just follow me somewhere. Okay. And I'm Andy Buscemi. Last name Buscemi. B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Please follow me wherever you can. And we'll go from from there, man. I'm so sorry. I just went off the rails at the end of this last episode because I get so excited about that stuff because it's crazy, people. It's crazy. Stop what you're doing. Check it out. It actually probably will be at Best Buy pretty soon. They'll probably have some demo units there pretty soon. So check that out. Not to keep on going, but... I mean, this is Samsung product, so I have a feeling that Apple might be in Google. Mm-hmm. I mean, Google kind of failed with their whole uh, their eyeglass kind of thing, but you know, this this might be another thing right. for them to come back from. But, anyways, there's a few different things, yeah, and augmented yeah. reality is also coming in coming oh, people. All right, okay, <laughs> thanks everybody. I know we got a little bit off at the end. Have a good one. Episode 14. We are now over. The hump. The hump. <laughs> Bye guys. Wedding photographers. Unite.